Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the EFES podcast. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Chase Eric here with another podcast episode number 16 with the EFES Nation podcast. And I had to bring back our good old buddy, Jeremy Gordy. He was on with us before. If you were watching or listening in on previous episodes, had to bring him back. Uh, had some great feedback uh, from uh, from people that were, have been listening in. And so today, what we're going to talk to you about um, is something that I think is going to be near and dear to you. If you're listening to this, you know, uh, as it's as it's released, uh, instead of down the road, I think it'll still hold you know hold water even if it's down the road. But we're going to talk about a couple of key points for those of you out there that have maybe adopted the holistic approach to cross-selling, or maybe you're a Medicare specialist or looking to become a Medicare specialist. But we're going to touch on a few key points that we believe are going to help you have a successful AEP. AEP for us just ended yesterday, as it did for you, and for everybody on December 7th, uh, with today being December 8th. We want to just give you some insight, some things that we've noticed uh, with all of the producers that we help serve and take care of. Uh, some key items that we noticed uh, that were bugaboos for them, that maybe detoured them or slowed them down from having what would be considered a super successful AEP. And who better than the maestro himself up in Wisconsin, Jeremy Gordy. Gordy, appreciate you jumping on and uh, spending some time with us, man. Good morning, Chase. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, so we're going to dive right into this. And uh, with no delay, uh, I don't know how long we'll go today. Doesn't matter. We're going give, to give you some nuggets here. Uh, we're going to start off with you know, one of the key areas, Gordy, that we talked about in preparation of this podcast, and we talked about it in preparation for AEP, one of the areas where a lot of agents, twofold here, struggle and don't have a successful AEP, but then also those that do have a successful AEP, they have a plan to serve and work their current book of business. I know you did a few uh, trainings on this leading into AEP with everybody, but just to set the table, if you're out there and your AEP didn't go as planned, we'll start off with, did you actually serve and work your book of business as you should have? Gordy, touch on that for us and share some insight. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know I touched a couple more calls that we did uh, on, on how people are actually, you know, our agents actually going out there and, and working not only the leads that we get for AEP, which are very important, right? You know, it, it's driving more business to what we're actually looking at. But are they working their current book of business? Uh, if you've been doing final expense for you know for a couple of years, you have a book of business. Hopefully, you have those in a CRM. There, you know, you have a, a nice database that you can use um, to really contact and reconnect with those those clients that you had. You built that relationship already currently. Uh, why aren't you servicing that that client? Uh, why aren't you going back and helping them with, you know, we, we help them with final expense guys. And that, that's a big part of what, what we're kind of talking about here. Uh, we help them with final expense and getting, you know, their life insurance. So we take care of their family, taking care of their day-to-day aspect. And Medicare is one of those big things that these guys use, you know, every single day, your clients are using this, help them find the right plans that are out there, serve that client. Um, and serve that family. The, you'll notice that more and more times when when you do go ahead and and service that client, you're getting referrals from them. Usually it's their family members. Maybe it's a brother and sister. Uh, maybe it's an uncle, uh, depending on their age. Uh, they, that are coming to you for, you know, as a referral, you're able to pick up more and more business just by doing that. 
Uh, and we all know we have costs. We all have lead costs that are that are out there. I want to make sure that you know my agents that are out there uh, produce at a very high level. Um, when I was kind of looking at the spreadsheet, and I, you know, Chase, I was looking at this very recently. Um, I was looking at the agents that I had uh, that were out there producing. Uh, we talking nausea about this, and you know, before AEP is, hey, what book of business do you have right now currently? Are you contacting? Let's get them on the phone uh, in September. You're going through. You're calling all all your clients uh, that you currently have. Set them up appointment for them in you know in October 1st I mean it's your book of business so get in early um, and start talking with them you're seeing the fact that you know our agents that were out there did roughly around 30 to 40 percent according to what their lead costs or what the leads that they received now did all that come from the leads that we received no a lot of that actually did you know some of them actually did come from their current book of business and serving that client. And a lot of that came from referrals, you know, by taking care of the clients themselves. That That's a big part of what, uh, what I think a lot of agents did miss this year. Um, if for some reason they're, you know, they didn't hit the numbers that they wanted to, did you miss out on your book of business? You work so hard to, to build the book of business. The difference I don't want to say the difference between Medicare and final expense, but there is a difference. It, it, there really is when you look at it, because the final expense, you can get someone a, a policy in place. It covers their need. They're good to go. You're, maybe you're not doing a policy review every single year, even though we do teach on that. You know, is Do you currently have enough after year one? Do you need to increase? Are you good? But on the Medicare side, it's paramount that you do that annual policy review with them to make sure that they're in the best plan. Um, did or is there an opportunity to uh, get them additional benefits because Medicare and life are just so different? So that's a big point that you bring up. Very important. Uh, I think it's equally important to be able to do uh, you know that serving your book of business. You better have a CRM. You better have something in place that you know notates who's who, what's what, how did you help them, what plan do they have, all that fun stuff. Because you can really, as time goes on. And I'll drive this point home. As time goes on, you develop a book of business big enough, you may not have to work as many leads moving forward. Um, the friends, the family, the referrals that you're going to get from taking care of those clients, you got to do it every year during AEP and you got to do it throughout the year on the Medicare side, regardless. It's so important to work your book of business. Now, you touched on something as well that goes along with this, learning the new plans that are coming out. Uh, there's a lot of agents who went out there with one carrier, maybe two, because they didn't do their due diligence leading into AEP to find out who were the most competitive plans, who had the best benefits in those particular areas that they're going to be working to serve their clients. That's a big deal as well, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's probably one of the big things. Agents will call me on the phone or, we'll, you know, we have the agent hotline that's dedicated to the agents here. And you're seeing that when when they call in, they're asking me personally, they're like, hey, what's the best plan uh, for this client? I'm like, I, I don't even know where you're at, where you're located at at this point in time. I have to do the research just like you do. But if you're working that area on a consistent basis, you should already know that. Um, based upon obviously their health conditions, how many times they go see the doctor, uh, you know, you're able to go through and, and really look at the plans that are going to be most beneficial for them. And a lot of that is 
you know, knowing the plans, knowing the companies themselves, you know, how they treat their customers. Do they have a great customer service base uh, for the company itself? If I have a question, is it easy for me to actually contact that carrier and get the responses that I'm looking for? Um, sometimes just the ease of the carrier makes a whole lot of difference uh, when you're talking with them. So when I'm looking at, you know, a, a company that's that's designed for that 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 client, okay, um, and not all of them are are designed equally. I mean, you know, when you're looking at uh, when you're looking at their PDPs or you know their prescription drug plan with inside or an MAPD plan, you know, the formularies change. Um, you know, some of them don't carry this medication, some of them do carry this medication. Um, so, anytime that I'm talking to an agent, understanding how to go ahead and and look up the plan that's going to be quote unquote best for the care or for the client because uh, we can't use that word according to the CMS so but uh, you know which one's going to be the most beneficial for that client which one's going to be given the most amount of benefits that's really what we try to do on a daily basis with these clients I want to make sure that you know are you taking the time to at least know the plans that are available in your area and which ones do it you know, which things for the, for the clients, which benefits are, are available through, through this plan to this plan. Um, as, as far as, you know, a, a lot of the things we used to hear on TV all the time is the vision dental hearing plans, you know, well, I mean, if you look at one company that's out there, they might have three plans in your area. And that client is like, Hey, I wish I had more for dental. And they're, they're with a the current company right now. Well, with inside that company, they can get this other plan that's inside there and it'll give them $3,000 worth of dental as opposed to the thousand dollars that they have. And that's exactly what they were looking for, but they, they didn't want to switch companies because they like that company. So making sure that you're, you're revisiting those plans every single year. Um, especially when they come out, uh, usually we all see them by, you know, September 29th, uh, I think is what it was this year for some of them that came out. Uh, they didn't let us know what the plans were until, you know, till right at the end of the time frame here. Uh, and so, you know, having to go through and, and really understand the plans and understand the company and, and each plans that are inside those companies for the clients really pays off big time when you're going and sitting down with a new client that's looking for information. You know, they're trying to find obviously what's going to benefit them most according to obviously their health conditions for this next year. Uh, and it's something that really is is gratifying for us to do as agents out here is to help our clients um, really make the right choices, you know, uh, help them out with making that decision. Yeah, there's so there's a lot of moving parts for those that are new to Medicare. There's so many moving parts. It seems overwhelming at times, but you know that you're going to get the new plan changes, the new plan updates towards the, you know, towards the end, I would say, of quarter three. Um, close to, you know, like Gordy was saying, it's going to be end of September-ish. You should be on standby. You should be locked and loaded, ready to go, paying attention to carrier communication that comes to you via email. They're going to email you some updates. Hey, keep an eye out for this. Uh, but then also do your due diligence, as Jeremy mentioned. Be ready to jump in and jump, get after it uh, to learn these new plan changes so that you can better serve your clients. It's horrific to leave a, a client a plan when you could have helped them upgraded the plan or however you want to word it, 
uh, give them the best plan or most benefit, uh, and then have somebody come behind you just because of ignorance, because you didn't arm yourself with the information. Now, talking about arming yourself, getting yourself in a position to succeed, one of the big ones, Gordy, that we've been talking about this year was a big push. We wanted to make sure every producer we work with understood the importance of the HRA. Uh, how big of a deal the HRA is and why they should be doing one for each and every client that they're able to serve. Talk to me and break it down because I know you did multiple calls on it. You did a lot of educating uh, with uh, with Inequita on HRAs. Let loose, man. How big are the HRAs for a producer and the client? Well, uh, I mean, to be all honest, I mean, it's kind of like free money, really. Uh, when you're sitting down with those clients at the very end, right? Um at the very end, when you fill out the application, it'll say start your HRA. And what that the HRA is really designed. I mean, it it is a great tool for the for the carrier itself. Okay, uh, but it also gives us nice benefit too. So, and they don't take very long to fill out. Most of the time, especially if they're your life client, uh, you usually know some of their health conditions already currently. Okay. Uh, or as you've been spending the time with their talking with them, conversing, you're kind of knowing what type of health conditions they have already currently, especially if you put all their medications into the formulary to make sure that they're covered and you found them the, the plan that's going to give them the most amount of benefit. Um, you know, you already know all those health conditions already. We do, we, Emma, we train on cross-selling with this and we understand how to field underwrite life insurance policies understanding how to do an HRA, which if you guys do it correctly, it takes no more than 10 minutes to go through that information. Now that's obviously given to the healthcare company that HRA is. It's a health risk assessment. That's what it is. Um, and really it, it helps the carrier define if they obviously need a, you know, a case management that's actually going to go along with them. Do they need any extra help? Are they going to get some phone calls for, you know, do you have insulin, you know, uh, uh, are you on insulin right now? Are you diabetic? Do you need uh, help with obviously, you know, I've, I've had carriers actually call to, you know, to set up a a plan for, you know, a diet plan for them um, to help them out. Uh, if they have COPD, do they need any extra, you know, any extra things? Are they having problems breathing? They're going to check in them on a regular basis. If they had a heart issue, making sure that they, you know, they reach out to them. The carrier really does a great job with those HRAs, but guys, if you're not filling them out, the company does that, okay? They're going to send them out. They're going to send that out in the mail to them to fill out and send back in. You can do it and get paid for it, okay? Uh, and I want to say on average, you know, an agent will get paid roughly around $100 um, for an HRA. And obviously it depends on the carrier, the plan, and all that kind of stuff. So, But when you average out at the end of the year with what you write, it comes out to about $100 an application of what you actually write out there. Why are you not picking that extra piece up? And, I, I you know, I've, I've had a lot of agents where, you know, maybe it's their first year or their first time, and they're like, well, I don't know how to fill an HRA out. Well, if you clicked on the button, you'd probably find out how easy it is, for one. Um, but taking that that time or reaching out to your upline and say, what's the HRA? We teach well in advance on you know before even AEP started and tell every one of our agents hey you need to fill the HRA out it's not even an option because I don't want you missing out and we as, as builders the agency and that kind of stuff we don't get paid for those HRAs but the client the, the, the agent does 
And that's just, that's more money. That's more benefit for you guys when you're out there. Why wouldn't you fill them out? And it takes 10 minutes on average to fill those out. And you've already built that relationship with the client. And, you know, you can ask them, you know, hey, we want to fill the HRA. Usually I just let them know, hey, we're going to fill out the HRA right now. We're going to get it all taken care of um, so that we don't have to fill this out in the mail later on. Does that make sense? Perfect. You know, uh, and within 10 minutes, it's an additional $100 at the end of the year for me. HRAs are one of the rare, I say rare, just tongue in cheek. HRAs are one of the rare win-wins. It's great for your client. It's great for you. Great for the client, as Gordy mentioned, because it's going to have the, the, the carrier is going to have that information on file to better serve their client, to be able to take care of the client that you got put on the books. And like you said, also, they're going to be sending that information out to get it back, get it requested, get it in, whether you do it or not. Might as well take the extra few minutes and just do it. Uh, the win-win being your client gets the information in, it helps the carrier take care of them better, serve them better, but then for you, you're getting paid for it. Why not? You write 100 applications during AEP, you're going to make close to $10,000 doing it. No brainer. Take the time, don't be lazy with it, and uh, let the client know. This is one thing that, that, that Jeremy mentioned on the training calls that we did leading into AEP, and as a leadership team, they did a great job just hammering this point home. You know, getting this done for your client is important. We want to be able to maximize benefit and, and service for the client. This is one of those areas right here. But then for you at the same time, you're going to be able to reap the benefit. Take a couple of extra minutes, let them know and educate the client. Okay, now we got you taken care of on this. Let's pivot over here and get this, this health risk assessment done. It's for the insurance company. Explain to them why, and then it only takes a couple of minutes. Get it in, get it done. And uh, once again, it helps your client. They're doing the best you can for your client by providing the best service. So, um, Gordy, I know we wanted to keep it brief today because we got the leadership trip coming up. We're all juiced up over it. We get to come together, fellowship, talk about strategy for 2024. Anything you want to throw out there to close uh, close this podcast out with before we uh, just get crazy out in Las Vegas as a leadership team? Yeah, no, I mean, I appreciate that. But uh, when I take a look, I mean, this, this podcast is pretty much what you know, what agents fail to do or, uh, you know, how can they actually improve this for whether it be next year or OEP, um, and really how to increase your businesses out there. One of the big things that I took a look at, um, even with inside my own organization was, you know, the people that are, they have this habit, right? Uh, I want to call it a habit, um, of telling themselves they don't like setting appointments. I don't like setting appointments. Well, I can tell you the best appointment set is the one that you set for one. Um, you can have an appointment setter, but you got to pay for that person. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of agents will always mention to me, I want to sit in front of more people, right? If I can just sit in front of more people and I'll, you know, I can, I can close them. I can close them with no problem. I just got to sit in front of more people. Why are you not doing the appointment setting? Why are you not taking the time to learn it? If you don't know it, there's people that do. We're pretty good at it. Why are you not taking the time to actually learn how to set your own appointments? Um, especially with Medicare. We, we go off of appointments all the time with Medicare. That's where we have to do it. And if you don't know how to set appointments, you absolutely should. You're missing the boat if you don't know how. Um, you know, setting an appointment with your current client list, that's simple, right? We all know that. Uh, when we get those leads in-house, though, and we got to sit there and make a dialing session, take it a Sunday afternoon, 
Sunday evening when typically they're not getting called and taking the time to actually just connect with these people and be a normal person when you're on the phone. I'm not a telemarketer. I don't follow a script. You should hear me on the phone, Chase. It's actually ridiculous. Uh, people say you're the worst person out there for setting appointments. It's unbelievable. I'm just honest and genuine with these people. You know, I ask them about the weather. I ask them, you know, how are you doing today? You know, um, it's taking that time to, to connect with them and just let them know that, hey, you have filled your information out. My job is to give you the information. When would you like to sit down? You know, when do you want to go through that information? You know, it's a special time of year. I mentioned that over the phone. There's no, there's no appointments that are out there that's going to say, hey, it's that special time of year. But doing that quick little little phrase lets them know that I'm actually a normal person. And I can let them know that, hey, you can either come into my office or I can come meet you in person. That's not a problem. And if you don't have an office, that's certainly fine. But you can just say, hey, I'm going to come meet you in your house. So you can, actually, you can actually see everything that I'm looking at as well. Letting them know that you're going to do that becomes, you know, you will become a fantastic appointment setter the more you do it. If you don't learn how to do it, I can tell you, you're going to fall short every single time. You know, you may get a hold of 15% of the people that you actually were wanting to get a hold of. But if you learn how to do the appointment setting and learn how to go that extra mile and say, hey, I need, I need to, I, not using that habit phrase of, I don't like setting appointments as opposed to changing your mindset and say, I need to learn how to set appointments because I'm going to be good at it. And next year is going to be fantastic. Love it. I love it. Gordy's just dropping nuggets all over the place here. If you have any questions you'd like to talk to us, we've had a lot of people reaching out since we started doing the podcast originally. They go to fsnation.com. They'll fill out a submission and say, hey, I heard the podcast. would love to talk. If you're having lead issues, if you're having mentor issues, if you're having whatever issues, or if there's something that touched on that was touched on in this podcast that you'd love to have a conversation about, we welcome it. Um, anything that we can do to help, we're, we're always here. You can go to fsnation.com. If you like the Gordy guy you see on the screen today, you want to talk to him, you can put that in the notes section. Fill your information out. Say, I'd love to talk to Jeremy Gordy, learn more about how to become successful at Medicare. We'll get you guys connected. Uh, so, Gordy, appreciate you, uh, as always, jumping on here with me, and I will see you next week at the Leadership Conference. No problem. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the EFES podcast. For more, visit EFESNation.com and subscribe to the podcast catalog on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.